Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Let's go, big fellow! In 1870, in New York City, the police were helpless against the wave of crime that spread about the waterfronts of New York Harbor. On a dark, cold night in the Bowery, the haven for criminals, drunkards, and stranded sailors, street lamps fluttered in a thick fog as an elderly sea captain walked down the deserted street toward the Bowery Mission. Huddled in a dingy doorway, two ragged figures watched. Then as the captain came abreast, the pickpocket sprang, knives flashing. I got his wallet. Here's his watch. Look, gold. I said, what is coming? Come on, feed it. Hey, you, the master! Hey! Hey, what goes on here? What? What of all the dirty scum? Well, they knifed him. Better have a look. Captain. Sheriff Reese, it's... It's you. Steady now, steady, Captain. Uh, I'll get you inside the mission. They got me. 
don't... Don't move me, Jeffrey. I'll get you inside and patch that wound. You'll be all right, Captain. No, no time. Listen, shipmate. Take off my... My right shoe. You'll find a paper in it. Aye, aye, sir. I'll have it off in no time. Now, steady there. Easy. Easy. I'll get it. There we are. There. Uh, I don't see a thing. Oh, this it? This uh, folded paper? Uh, what you're holding is titled to $50,000. Titled to $50,000? But... Well, this is torn in half. I... Have you ever been west? No, sir, I haven't. Gloucester's my home, and I ain't shipping with you. The sea is in your blood, eh? I thought so. You can trust a man that's got the sea in him. Oh, Arnold, that's my brother. Arnold loved money, as I loved the sea. Easy now, easy, Captain. Captain, we'll, we'll talk later. Uh, there isn't any later for me, Jeffrey. Must talk now. Aye, aye, sir. It's a big thing, boy. But there's Marjorie, my daughter. Been gone three years when I reach port. Arnold had skipped with Marjorie. Denver, they said. Why'd he take her, Captain? Uh, she's the last of the Stevens. In my air. I never trusted Arnold. That's why I tore the deed of our joint inheritance in half. So he can't, couldn't cash me in. See that my girl gets her share. But, sir, I can't... Promise me. Arnold Stevens. Denver. Aye, sir. I'll... I'll do it somehow. Watch out. For Arnold. <sighs> Captain. The old sea dog's gone. But I guess a promise is a promise. Blow me down, Jack Jeffries. You're heading for Denver. <laughs> Many days later, Seaman Jeffrey's slim purse had gotten him as far as Chicago. From there, he had to steal rides on freight trains. He traveled over the web of iron highways, through Council Bluffs, North Platte, Cheyenne, and finally over the Union Pacific's new branch line, up the mountains near the boomtown of Denver. Snow swirled about the wheels. It was cold, bitterly cold. When the lumbering freight slowed at the switch outside the city, Jack Jeffries, the sailor, rolled out in the snow, nearly paralyzed by the chill air. Can't make it. Oh, I've got to sleep. Sleep. As the train circled the base of Bluebell Mountain, moved slowly out of sight, two horsemen rode down out of the trail. They reined up at the sound of a distant blast. Oh, Silver. Oh, 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 o
that I've been telling you about, Toto. Arnold Stevens' construction gang is finishing a private branch railroad to the Bluebell Mine. Why him not use regular railroad? He thinks Mr. Rowe, the national, wants to charge too much for moving the ore. I'm concerned about the men who work in the tunnel. What you mean? The peak isn't safe. Even if it withstands a blasting, the vibrations from the donkey trains will start it sliding. You mean landslide? Yes. May hold for a time. There'll be trouble sooner or later. Well, that'd be bad. Plenty miner get killed. Exactly, Tonto. The foreman must realize that. And what we do? We're going to warn the foreman. Sounds great bad. If they keep that up, it'll be a landslide tonight. Come on. Get him up, Scout. Tonto, look over there by the track. Ah, that man in snow. Oh, Silver, oh, boy, oh. Oh, Scout, oh, Tonto, oh. Steady, big fella. Is he alive, Tonto? Ah, him still alive. He needs care. You better get into the shelter of the trees and make camp. While the Lone Ranger made a camp, Tonto gave the sailor first aid. Then, when there was a good fire burning, the masked man searched through Jack's wallet for a clue to his identity. Here's something. What that? Torn half of a deed, Tonto. Now, wait, there's a name here. Stevens. Arnold Stevens. Ah, uh, him crook. Him fellow who owned Blue Bell Mine. And there's another signature. Different writing. The name's Stevens again. The first name is torn off. I wonder. Here, I'll put it back in his pocket. Oh. i get conscious now. What? What happened? Take it easy, sailor. You'll be all right. We found you near the tracks. Well, I... What? You're masked. You and this Indian are crooks. No, sailor. We're not crooks. Oh, I... Uh... I'm lame. You were sleeping in the snow. I, I guess I'd have frozen if, if you hadn't built up a fire. Huh? You probably would have. Oh, well, can you stand up? Yeah. yeah. I'll be all right as soon as I get the lameness out of me. Well, I've, I've got to shove off. Well, you're not strong enough to travel. Oh, I'm all right. I feel better already. Are you going into Denver? I, I've got some doggone important business in Denver. Well, I guess I'm in pretty fair shape now. If you wait, Tonto will fix some food for you. Mister, I appreciate what you've done, but I can't wait around. I've crossed the country to deal with a bilge rat. Now I'm reaching port, and I don't want to lose any more time. Suit yourself. Thanks again. Oh, by the way, uh, do you know Arnold Stephen? No, but I mean to. Why? He's a hard man to see. He'll see me. I'm leaving. Are you strong enough to walk? I'll make it. Thanks for what you did. That's all right. Well, me stop him. Let him go, Tonto. He'll make it all right. Now we've got to shove on and warn the foreman. At the Bluebell Mine, men worked frantically by lantern light while Big Ed Martin, the foreman, stood near the entrance. He didn't hear the approach of the masked man and Tonto. He was unaware of them until he felt a firm grip on his arm. I want to talk to you. What? Step outside where we won't be seen. What's this? You keep quiet. An Indian. You, masked. This way. I'll see here, mister. If this We're is just a... moving out of the tunnel where we can talk without being seen by your men. This will do. You're Ed Martin, aren't you? 
What if I am? You are. You should know the risk you and those men are taking. We're paid for taking risks. Don't you know that another gang is blasting the south end of this tunnel? <laughs> we got ears. Sure we know it. Do you know that the peak of Blue Bell is crumbling? What? Crumbling? Yes, a few more blasts will start a slide. It will come down this side of the mountain. You and all your men are likely to be buried alive. Say, how do you know? There's to be a big blast at the south end at midnight. You've got to get your men out of here before that blast. It'd be just like Stevens to send you here to try me out. I didn't come from Arnold Stevens. And I'll tell you who sent me. Who? Harry Rowe. You mean the gent that runs the National Railroad? Yes, that's right. Well, that accounts for it. He don't want Stevens to win out. He's sore because Stevens is building a branch railroad of his own instead of using the National to carry out the gold ore. Don't be a fool, man. Rowe told me all about Arnold Stevens. Yeah? Stevens is nearly penniless. He's got to get the Blue Bell mine into operation right away, or he's through. Yeah. I heard rumors of the same. That's why he's using these heavy blasts. That's why he's paying you men to risk your lives. Stevens knows that the peak is likely to slide. He knows that he has one chance in a hundred, but he's gambling on it. All Stevens has to lose is money. You men have your lives at stake. Mr. Rowe told you this, eh? Yes, that's right. Yeah. He don't like Stevens. Ed. The National Railroad will have a train down the spur tracks between now and midnight. Rose sending Yes. It'll be there to take you men to safety. Stevens didn't order that train? Stevens knows nothing about it. Rose is doing it to save your lives. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rode away, leaving the foreman deep in thought. In the meantime, the young sailor rapped on the door of the Stevens' home. He was surprised to see, instead of a servant, a charming girl. Yes? Oh. Oh, uh, I'm Jack Jeffries, miss. I'd like to see Mr. Stevens. Oh, I, I'm sorry, but my uncle left word not to be disturbed. Well, well, this is important. I'm from New York. New York? And, well, you're a sailor. Uh, are you Miss Marjorie? Well, yes. How did you know? Dad didn't mention how pretty you were. Dad? Oh, you've got news of Dad. Oh, do come in. Well, yes, I guess it's news in a way. Marjorie, who are you talking to? Uncle Arnold, uh, uh, Mr. Jeffries is here from New York with, with news of Dad. What's that? My good-for-nothing brother hit port at last, did he? Oh, Uncle. Ah, drifter, no sense of responsibility or money. I always told you Captain you... Stevens is dead. <gasps> dead? The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story, upon hearing the sailor's blunt statement that her father, Captain Stevens, was dead, Marjorie stood for a moment in stunned silence. 
But Sailor Jack Jeffries noticed the news brought a crafty expression into the eyes of Arnold Stevens. I'm sorry, Miss Marjorie. You see, the captain gave me a deed. Your share of the inheritance. Well, now, Sailor, why didn't you say so? Come on into my office and we'll... uh... We'll talk it over. As this concerns Miss Marjorie, we can talk right here. I always take care of my niece's affairs, sir. Sorry. We talk here. Uh, here it is. What? What? Well, it's torn, isn't it? Yes. Your father tore it as a uh, as a precaution. Well, I, I don't understand. Now, let me explain. I have the other half of the deed, the Stevens money... Now, all you have to do is sign a paper. Give me the right to represent you in the inheritance. I wouldn't do that. According to what the captain said, Mr. Stevens isn't very reliable. You impudent pup. Give me that deed and get out. Not so fast, mate. I promised the captain Miss Marjorie would be sure to get her share. I'll stand for no interference. And it's for you, Mar... Just a minute. I'll see who's at the door. Hey, boss. Oh, it's you, Hank. What do you want? Ortley sent me and Jake here to tell you about the blast. What about it? Well, it's dangerous, Mr. Stevens. Ortley says the bluebell's likely to slide into the gorge if he fires that heavy charge at midnight. Ortley's in charge of the blasting. I'll do the worrying. You tell him to follow orders. But it's dangerous. It isn't your funeral. Ortley's either. All right, then. Come on, Jake. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Jake, you take my message to Ortley. Yes, sir. I need Hank for a little uh, help in the house. Come in, Hank. Whatever you say, Mr. Stevens. Uncle Arnold. I'll be right there. Hank, I, uh, I suppose you came armed as usual. I'm always ready for action, boss. Good. Come with me. There's a sailor here who's reluctant to do as I ask. No. No, Uncle Arnold. Now, sailor, the deed. Hand it over at once. Jack refused to give up the deed. He was quickly overpowered and tied up by the two men. Stevens was determined that his niece would sign over her affairs to his care. None of them were aware that the sharp eyes of the Lone Ranger and Tonto watched through the window. There. That'll hold you for now, sailor. I'm not through yet, Stevens, you bilge rat. Keep your trap shut or you will be. Now, Marjorie, I'm losing patience. Are you going to sign this paper? No. Oh, do you want Hank to get really rough for the sailor here? Tonto, we should get to the peak. It's nearly midnight. And what we do, we not leave sailor. You'll have to take the sailor with us. I'll raise the window and you'll be ready to help. Sign, I say. Marcy, no matter what happens, don't sign. Your dad was... I told you to shut up. Oh, stop it. Uncle Arnold, if you'll let the sailor go, I'll I'll sign. Well, now you're being sensible. Here, here's the pen. The lamp. I I can't see. Hey, stop came through that window. Hey, let go of me. What's the matter? Do something, you fool. Stop pushing me. Sailor, Jack, where are you? Hank, strike a match. There's an extra lamp here. Yeah, hurry. Uh, Yeah, that's better. What on earth happened? Hey, boss, the sailor... He's gone. What? Don't tell me. Hey, 
going to be along soon. Oh, Silver, steady boy. Oh, easy. Oh, oh, easy, big fella. Oh. Uh, you get off now, sailor fella. Uh, what'd you bring me out here for? No, we had no choice. But Marjorie, she... I can't leave her. You can't go back alone now. Stevens men will be looking for you. For the moment, Marjorie's safe. But I've got to get back. I promise. If that promise is what I think it is, I'll help you to keep it. Right now, the lives of 80 men are in danger. And we can use another good man, sailor. I'm sorry. I should have known. Twice you've rescued me and we... Well, what can I do? Otto, get a signal fire ready. Uh, me do it. Otto and I'll ride to the peak. When you see the train round the bend at the base of Bluebell, light the signal fire Bluebell, and I'll... the peak. Now I remember. What's that? Stevens' men said the peak was sliding. That it wouldn't stand the south end blast. But Stevens told them to go ahead anyway. Oh, I see. Signal fire ready. Came Good. Ready. Good. Come on, Tuttle. There's no time to lose. Uh-huh. Be ready. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Scout. Right into the mine. That bad. Horses. Stumble. Yes, I know. In case of panic, we can do more if we're mounted. Ah. Uh, here, train tracks into mine. Yes. As we get the sailor's signal, we'll move in. Oh, Silver. Oh, oh he's got hope on a hole. There's a signal. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Scout. Steady, boy. Watch it. Easy, big fella. Scout, not like it in here. You stay here, Toto. I'll go in with Silver. Easy, big fella. Have to reach those men. Come on, Silver. Easy down these tracks. There's a light in the shaft chamber ahead. What's wrong? Is it the peak? What is it? Look, a horse. A horse to my shaft. He's there. What is it? Oh, Silver. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Boys, where's that Martin? Who are you? What do you want? I've already talked to your foreman. Now you listen. The peak is slipping. Steady. File out of here without confusion. You'll find a train down at the switch that will get you out of the valley before the landslide. Do as the real best man says. He knows what he's talking about. Wait, don't run. You've plenty of time. There's no real danger until they blast the south end. Listen, there ain't as much time as you think. Orders in the south end shaft right now setting the charge. Ed, are you sure of that? Yes. Keep the men moving. I'll try to stop Bortley. Right. Keep moving, boys. Keep moving. Steady. One silver. <laughs> at the south end of the tunnel had finished setting the charges. He lighted the fuses and watched them until the sputtering flame disappeared in the crevices. Then he grabbed his lantern and hurried after his crew at the rear exit. He heard the clatter of approaching hoofbeats. He paused and turned as the Lone Ranger came out. What the... What's a horseman doing here? Oh, Silver, oh, easy, big fellow. Hey, hey, who are you? What are you doing here? What's that mask for? I came from the north end to warn you, Wartley. The peak is sliding. It won't take another blast. What is this, a scheme to keep us from getting the gold? No, it's an effort to save your lives. Me and my men will get out. There's an exit over here. The men at the north end may be trapped. The fusers are lighted. Put them out, man. We can't. They're in crevices where they can't be reached. I'm getting out of here. Horsley. You better come this way. One silver. Instead of following Ortley to safety, the Lone Ranger brought Silver around and started back through the tunnel. Faster, Silver. Faster, boy. dangerous travel on the uneven floor of the dark tunnel, but Silver was sure-footed. The masked man urged the mighty horse on in the mad race against time. Finally, he reached the north end where Tonto was waiting. Oh, Silver, oh, boy, easy. Oh, Are the men out, Tonto? Ah, men gone. Quick, the charge is set. Come on, Silver, get him up, scout. Oh, 
silver for my foe. Hello. Tell the sailor to go to the sheriff. Give him this paper and the silver bullets, huh? He got him. I'll ride up and tell the engineer to get underway. Come on, silver. In a moment, the Lone Ranger was beside the engine cab. Oh, silver. Oh, boy. Easy. Whoa. Get this train going. It's going to be a blast. The beak of Bluebell Mountain will slide down here. Open that throttle wide. Men on the train shouted for more speed. The wheels of the engine slid on the track. Slowly, the train gained headway. And then the muffled roar of a tremendous blast. There's the blast. The landslide is starting. With ever-increasing force, the peak of Bluebell Mountain started sliding. Thousands of tons of earth and stone came ever nearer to the train and its load of human lives. Every second counted in the race of the train against the landslide. Here it comes! It's going to be close! Can we go fast? Look at that come! Look at that boulder! Then the full force of the landslide hit the rails. Time, sailor Jack Jeffries, carrying the paper and the silver bullet the Lone Ranger had given him, raced for town to see the sheriff. When he finally arrived at the sheriff's office, the sheriff eyed him with suspicion until Jack handed him the paper and the silver bullet. Upon seeing the silver talisman of the Lone Ranger, the sheriff's attitude immediately changed. After reading the paper, he hurriedly followed Jack from the office to the waiting horses outside. Determination was written upon the face as he leaped into the saddle. As soon as Jack had mounted, the two men urged their horses into a gallop. Get up, Jack! Get up, boy! Get up! It was later that night when the sheriff and the sailor arrived at Stevens' home. Stevens tried to bluff. I tell you, Sheriff, I've been robbed. That thieving sailor picked up the torn half of the deed when the lamp was shot out and made off with it. Don't believe a word of it, Sheriff. I don't, Miss Marjorie. Stevens, I'm taking you in for embezzlement and several other things. Why, why this is outrageous. That man stole the half of the Stevens deed from my office. Is that true, sailor? <laughs> Not that smart, Sheriff. However, here it is. Seems that the masked man picked it up in passing. What? An accomplice? I might have known it. I'd uh, appreciate it if you'd hold on to it, Sheriff. Till I can scrape up a good lawyer for Miss Marjorie. Don't worry, sailor. As for you, Stevens, you're under arrest. Marjorie, are you going to stand there and see your uncle jailed? I'm sorry, Uncle Arnold. But Dad always said you could trust a man with a sea in his eyes. Or silver bullets in his belt, like the Lone Ranger.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.